Hello, you are listening to WandaVision Vision. Uh, my name is Ben Wen, and I'm joined by Justin Barron. Justin, What's this up? is this is so exciting. This is this is the podcast crossover event uh, yes. of 2021. Of the, the, of, we're calling our shot early. <laughs> early, yeah, yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, if you're gonna call it, call it early. That's right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I guess just to introduce it, um, WandaVision Vision. I, I host a, a show about Disney Plus that you have been on, and you host. Uh, an MCU podcast that I well you you kind of do we'll talk about your show in a sec kind of an alternate MCU podcast but yeah, <laughs> you are knower of all things Marvel and that's right I said I know I'm gonna want to talk about this show and and I think you felt the same and so we're gonna we're gonna break this down and uh, hopefully have a kind of a fun companion yes. show for WandaVision yeah yeah that is the goal I am pumped uh, this this I've I I've been wanting to. Get anything, any any kind of MCU uh, um, back in my life over the last year, and there just hasn't yeah. been any. And it's really, I mean, our podcast has just tanked because of it. So, it's, <laughs> so <laughs> well, so yeah. Why, uh, why don't uh, just for my listeners who maybe haven't listened to you, and if maybe if you've, you've realized this already or yeah. you haven't, but like I'm posting this show in my feed, you're posting it in your feed, so people are going to be coming to it in That's different right. ways. So for, for my listeners that maybe don't know your show. Give us a little elevator pitch because it's such a clever, yeah. fun show. Yeah, well, I'm glad. And I'm, I'm you know, uh, MC Who um, is a little play on MCU, of course. Um, we've been around for oof, uh, almost, I guess, like, what, th- oh, two, two years now. It's um, got to be, yeah. It's, yeah, it's been two years. It's crazy. Um, but basically, every episode, we get a random, kind of a deeper, deep cut uh, MC you character rather more marvel comics character even uh characters that really haven't shown up in the mcu yet um or maybe they have but uh we basically take them and uh with a guest we have an hour to create their feature film their their mcu movie uh and we place it inside the mcu which is usually a, a hard feat um <laughs> but uh we we come up with something at the end of an hour and it's it's honestly I'm and I'm tooting my own horn here, Ben, but I am pretty happy with like 95% of the episodes that oh, we've put out. It's, it's so good. It's a, it's a it's such a clever stories. format. They're great stories. It's like it's a fun show to listen to, but also it's like man, some some comic book writer or movie writer needs to subscribe to your show and just steal your ideas and make money. You know, I mean like, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they already are. Yeah, yeah, just wait. You're, there, it will happen. You're gonna be like, yeah. what? Give it five this more was, years. This was our pitch. It's gonna be the same order. Yeah, yeah, in the exact same, yeah, just jokes. shamelessly. You're like, wait a second. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, well, no. Uh, so please, if you're one of my well, subscribers, it's... check that out. That's such a good show. Um, yeah. And then you have a, a co-host, Andy, who who normally I think Andy. is gonna join us for this, right? He will be. He'll be. He'll be with WandaVision Vision uh, eventually. <laughs> he couldn't join us tonight, um, but uh, but we'll have him most likely next week, uh, and definitely more in the future. Um, yeah. So WandaVision Vision, the name to me feels a little bit like. Have you ever seen the episode of The Simpsons where Homer starts a barbershop quartet? And they're called the B Sharps, and they're no. like, "That's a great name, the B Sharps. It's clever. It'll never get old. The B Sharps. Yeah, that's a good name." 
to be sharp. So like, and like each time sharps. they say it, they're like a little less <laughs> yes. pleased with themselves. I that think is definitely what's going to happen. That type of name. Uh, yeah, we've so already, I think we've already hit the wall. We're going to try to do approximately half an hour uh, or a little less. Um, get it in and out. Just kind of give you our thoughts. Episode by episode breakdown of season one. Or it might be the only season. They, they've been kind of cagey about it, right? Of, of WandaVision. Yeah. And uh, I get why. Now I understand why they've been cagey about it. Because it's a pretty cool, weird show. So just to give you a rundown of the format we're going to try to do on each episode, we are going to assemble an infinity gauntlet of, of commentary. We're going to have the Soul Stone <laughs> for best moments and quotes, the Space Stone for best props, set pieces, etc., the Time Stone for best use of the time period or era that the episode's set in, the Reality Stone for any mistakes or bloopers that pulled us out of the show, the Power Stone for who won the episode, and the Mind Stone uh, which is going to be predictions for the upcoming episode. And then finally, we'll try to sneak in some of the watchers trivia and Easter eggs uh, it, it, when applicable. So, yeah, I yeah. think uh, I'm really excited about this. So let's let's just jump in. And I will say that something that you said a second ago spoke to me big time, which was kind of the the drought following um, just this deluge from 2008 on of incredible MCU movies to, to just nothingness has been like yeah. kind of a shock to my system in a weird way. And I will bet that you can relate to me that I got genuinely emotional and hyped when the MCU mm -hmm. logo and the music started flashing yes. at the top of the first episode. I mean, I got goosebumps like I was sitting in a movie theater. It, it Gosh. Exactly. It just it just pulled. I completely agree. Especially especially when it turned black and white, and it kind of had yes. that like old timey you know film kind of look to it. And immediately I was like something new, something different that we haven't seen before. And that's exactly what I was. I mean, totally. I, we all knew it's, that's what it was going to be, of yeah. course. But it doesn't change the fact that that just got my goosebumps. You know. Well, that's part of the magic trick of the MCU movies and the, the whole team. You know, the overarching thing that like. There is this magic trick of, especially if you're like us, well, especially you, you are more uh, you are more well-read than I am when it comes to comics, although I'm, I'm a big fan um, as well. Even though you know these characters, you know the arcs, you know the villains, in, in a lot of instances, you maybe even know the story arc and the, the plot twists and things, they still get you, and they still get you excited, and, and they're, they're just so excellently crafted. And uh, yeah. again, seeing, seeing that intro, and, and again, like you said, we knew this was going to be Weird, we knew it was going to be black and white, but watching it fade to black and white, letting it set in, <laughs> this is a new thing, you haven't seen it before, loved it. So yeah, let's talk Soulstone, best moments and quotes. So for me, that was one of the best moments, and then I just think like yeah. overall for me, what worked extraordinarily well was... I think that the thing that people have been talking about MCU, especially since like Phase 2 on is, well, Ant-Man's really a heist movie, and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is really a Star Wars movie, and, and like, th this idea mm -hmm. of, like, uh, Winter Soldier's a James Bond movie, or, you know, all the President's Men. This is the most extreme example yet. Like, we can say Ant-Man's a heist movie, and yeah, it, it is, right. but it's also a superhero movie. This was, yeah, like, yeah. straight up just bewitched, <laughs> you know? Like, like yes, this was no, totally, totally. bewitched with with two characters that are superheroes in it and then like right. this weird black mirror lost something is wrong undertone yes. like i i just felt like the whole time there was just like 
like knives on on a plate, like forks on a chalkboard, just like in the back of my brain, just this grating anxiousness. And that's yeah. what I think worked best overall. There were so many great characters and moments and lines, but to me, just the fact that they swung for the fences, they were like, hey, if we're going to yeah. do a 1950s style sitcom, let's do all of the tropes. Let's make it feel like it. And maybe even like make it feel like it's so much that it's probably alienating to some people. Like if you came into this, like wanting to see people in tights, punching each other, you're probably pretty disappointed. I mean, <laughs> I wasn't, but they're, well, they're, you're right. Right. No, I know so many people um, that I, uh, you know, I, I saw on Twitter and, and different things reacted it in so, like so many different ways. Uh, you know, it, it, this is the MCU. Okay. Maybe I'm interested. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> it's, this is not what I expected from an, uh, you know, from MCU. Um, I, I don't know how people miss the, all the, all, all of the promotional material for it, <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think, I don't know if we're going to put it in some sort of like category of best moments. I mean, I think the best moments were those few moments where, y you know, you were rewarded, you know, you, mm -hmm. you know, it's coming and you're, <laughs> you're waiting for those moments where like you see the cracks in the mask or, you know, the little seams and, uh, uh, those moments to me were the ones that obviously stood out, um, from the rest of the finely crafted, uh, sitcom nature. Yes. And I think that having, and, and I guess I should be clear that like, we didn't say this up top, but like spoilers are on the table. If you haven't watched the episode oh, yeah. yet, watch it. Uh, <laughs> and we're talking about episode one and two, cause they aired simultaneously. Right. It feels like D Disney and, and Marvel want you to watch them both side by side. So we did, and we're talking about them as such. It, it feels appropriate. Yeah. And I thought, Agreed. One of the most clever, incredible things, and I guess this maybe spills a little bit into my space stone, but the decision to have the major story beats of the second episode be about a magic trick and mm -hmm. a magic act and that Wanda needed to force the audience to see how the trick worked and what was behind yeah. the scenes and see the strings of the puppetry in order for it to work was literally what the show is doing. And it was brilliant because it was some real Shakespeare show within a show where it's like, yeah. oh yeah, they're doing the thing that Marvel is doing to us, which is like, we're watching a magic act. And the most interesting parts, I totally agree are when you can just like see the weird glitches in the system. And, yes. it, and again, it reminded me of black mirror. It reminded me of like the darker parts of lost. And I, and I loved that. <laughs> I think uh, with the one of the quotes, one of the moments that really just kind of still sticks with me, and I, I forget her name, the actress who played uh, the boss's wife, um, but oh, she's from, yes, from that, 70s that 70s show, show right? Yes. Kitty. Um, I want to say like Deborah. Yes, I should have looked this Deborah up because you're right. Anyway, yeah. point is that moment where she's saying, stop it, stop it. Oh, my gosh. Stop it. Yes. And she starts like crying, like, like she's like, it's, it's like, please stop it. And she's looking to Wanda, stop it. And I'm like, 
<laughs> that was that was uh, uh, just like that was I think maybe I think that was maybe yeah that was the first kind of break in in the in the foundation certainly the um, first just like full blown oh no somebody unplugged the machine you know like yeah, there yes, were those little yes. like whispers and hints of like we can't remember why how did we get here we don't know how we right. know each other you know but that was the first time where yeah it was just like uh oh the ride's broken I want to get off. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I did just peek. Uh, with Deborah Jo Rupp is her name, and yeah, and she's just charming. And what great casting! What a great use of her in her talent. I totally agree. Yes. Um, I, yes. I thought Agnes was also great. Catherine Hahn. I thought she had some of my favorite moments. I, I loved. Uh, I loved the like. <laughs> The jokes you wouldn't have been able to get away with in the actual 1950s, but that felt like 1950s jokes where she was like, the only way that Ralph would remember our anniversary is if there was a beer named June 2nd and, and like, yes, a little too dark uh, for, for <laughs> well, the actual yeah, exactly. era in the 1950s. She she was so, so good true. at that. I loved her. I, I, I kind of weirdly feel like maybe there's something else to her character. I'm curious. Oh, to oh see. I, I have a lot to talk good, about. With good. Her. Okay. I'm I don't happy. Know if you want to do it now. No, no, no. Or later. We'll get to it later. Remind me, but I, <laughs> yeah, I, there yeah. just feels like it. And then I will say, um, <laughs> I, I just thought the bit that where like the lobster ended up as a door knocker and, <laughs> and she used it as a door knocker. I, I yes. don't know. Maybe I'm a child. That's fine. If I'm a child, I, I found that to be so funny. I, I like I actually laughed out loud and I think we need to normalize <laughs> lobster door knockers. I, I think that that's what yeah. we need to do as a society. It's going to be all the rage this year, I think. Yeah, I, I hope so. People you know, are, people are going to get in a post COVID yeah, yeah. world. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I, I loved <laughs> I, I loved all that. I, I guess a, a couple more quotes really quick. I wrote down during the music act. There's a really great moment where like. Uh, Vision pulled the hat out of himself and it kind of like was almost too magical. And uh, yes. then Wanda revealed that there were mirrors. And then Beth goes, is that how mirrors work? And then is Dottie, who's like kind of like the boss, the, the the lady who's in charge of the club. She, but she goes, shut up, Beth. And like, <laughs> I, I just, I love <laughs> yes. that moment. I, I forgot about that until just again, now. I laughed so good. out loud. I just, is that how mirrors work? Shut up, Beth. Like, don't question the logic of the show. <laughs> So good. So good. Yeah. So those are probably my favorite like yeah. moments and quotes. Did you have any more quotes or moments for the for the Soul I Stone? I should have written more down. I don't think I did. No. I mean, I just no, I've I've summed up. I'm going to talk way too much later, so I'm going to go good. ahead and just uh okay. I'm going to what do I call uh, you know, um hold my time. Yeah. Um, yeah, hold my time. Yeah. You'll I'm going yeah, to hold my time for later. Okay. Yeah. So then the space uh the space stone for best use of props and set pieces. I mean, I just thought in general the set was incredible. Um, you know, w- w- Wanda's costumes were beautiful and, and wonderful and looked great. I thought visually the the whole, oh, she thinks it's an anniversary, so she's going to seduce him. It's a dinner party right. at the boss. All of that read so well visually and was just fun and, and did that thing that, like, 1950s TV does when it's at its best and is, like, kind of drawing from, like, Shakespeare comedies like Twelfth Night and Comedy Errors and stuff like that and like you know um, yes. mistaken identities and quid pro quos and things and uh, I I did think visually they did a really great job of of contributing to all of that and then also and it'll be hard to talk about this without probably want to get into it more a little bit later but like the helicopter was stunning I thought yeah. that that was so well visually edited that. 
I feel like I've said this term a lot and maybe I should be because they the writers clearly wanted me to be thinking about magic, but it felt like magic. Like I was watching that and I did feel like a little kid watching the Wizard of Oz or something like that. I was like that one moment yeah, was it had a very Wizard of Oz yes, feel it was, because of the the highlighting of color because it, it was like oversaturated um, probably like it was yeah, probably yeah, even more colorful yeah. than it normally would be and i just oh gosh i thought that was kind of breathtaking i loved that moment so much any other like set pieces um, or visuals space yeah that got you well so first of all um yes i i think the sets were fantastic the way that they uh basically nearly copied sets from like dick van, dick van dyke show and bewitched but also somehow made them feel like they we weren't like completely switching uh houses you know mm-hmm. um of because like i mean they were they were diff they were different although they were both black and white so it was maybe hard for uh someone to just see at a glance uh how different they were but they were pr- pretty different sets but they also they, they felt u- unified um and so that uh, I loved the beds um, in the t- the top of oh, the yeah. second uh, episode, just the beds and like the window, something about that window, you know, like it was like a weird close up and it was obviously in studio. Um, yeah. No daylight. The use you know? of sound there was, too. I, it, I, yeah. I do feel like um, it did sound like I listened to, to the show on headphones and I happened to be watching it at night and my wife had already been asleep. So I watched it with headphones on and I, I noticed in the mix it sounded like it was shot in front of a live studio audience on a sound stage rather than a right. more modern sensibility, which is like a full immersion mix where they try to get rid of any remnants of that, you know? And uh, yeah, I agree. I, I loved that tree by the window. Um, and that, again, yes. that feeling of lurking, something lurking just on the other side of the glass, you know? I, I Yeah, I yes. love that. Um, and then finally, uh, just the magic aspects from like the bewitched, uh, yep. episode the second episode like or even actually the first episode when they did like the floating plates sure um it was kind my of my like wife and see, her like... flying saucers my <laughs> husband and his unbreakable head yeah so good yes which has so much extra meaning in it <laughs> uh if you think about the oh. fact of, of what happens in endgame of course yeah um so good um but yeah just like you could see those plates were like dangling on like little invisible strings you know like yep. it was very it just it was just great really well done totally uh okay well let's move on to time so this is a really interesting one for this show and i think i think we will this will probably maybe our predictions will be wrong prove to be a really interesting category for this so using the 1950s here i thought was exceptional and i know it kind of touched on it as one of my favorite parts of the show but I, i thought that using the 1950s and this sort of red scare you know, we don't dine with Bolsheviks and like um, yeah. that that vibe and this feeling of, again, like even like with the with the, the social club of like if you're not perfect, mm-hmm. if you aren't like, well, and I thought there was a it was very interesting to have the other the only character who kind of related to Wanda's feeling out of place was like the only woman of color, I think, in both yeah. episodes. And so like that was very interesting. Maybe. Yeah. And it made me wonder if she's actually in it, it made me wonder if she's a glitch in the stimulation, you know, I mean like there, there were mm-hmm. some really interesting things there, but I thought the use of the 1950s and this very closed minded, uptight, uncomfortable, judgmental time and using that to make our characters feel uncomfortable and feel unwelcome and feel foreign was really effective storytelling and 
again, like I kind of blurring my best moments and, and uh, best use of time. But I thought kind of the most compelling emotionally uh, for the characters, the most compelling emotional stakes of the whole of both episodes. Yes. Yeah. I, um, I think the, for me, the, the way that they best utilized this, um, like the, the way that the best cap capitalized on it was the musical intros. Um, sure. The, uh, Gosh, both writer, of them were the great. composers were, uh, uh, Robert and it's uh, the, sorry. I, I always forget their names. The couple who like did frozen. Oh, uh, um, Robert Lopez and, um, yeah, and Chris, Oh my gosh. Kristen, how embarrassing. Kr- um, yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, as, as someone who has, uh, a five-year-old and an 18 month old, I literally only uh-huh. listen to <laughs> their on, music. Ben. Um, it's Robert Lopez and, uh, Christian Anderson Lopez. Oh my gosh. Duh. Christian yeah. Anderson. Lopez. Yes. Yeah. I forgot yes. the middle one. They're incredible. Uh, um, so anyway, they, you know, they did the music and, uh, in that first episode, there was a fine, fine little, uh, um, pretty lyrical uh theme song and oh, then yeah. in the second one they just went one division one division it's i mean and it just ca- it, i i'm so excited to see what they do when we start getting into more of like the um more modern sitcom eras yeah uh, with those music intros um totally and then just just the live audience i think they capitalized so well uh with the you know having a live audience kind of feeling because I, I don't know if you know but they did film with a live audience uh, no those... i didn't know that but that make that checks out because it does yes. feel yeah it feels like it would have been hard to so authentically recreate that right. man those are some right. ironclad uh ndas huh yes wow yeah, i know you'd think crazy, one right? person ruining it for everybody else but no that's incredible oh my gosh you don't want to go against no Disney no you're right thing. yeah the house of mouse will, <laughs> will bring you down that's why we're not gonna steal their as much as i want to use the one division theme song as the theme song for this i'm, I'm not going to <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah um any other specific moments of time that you thought were really i mean i just liked I liked the idea of the of the a vision of of the husband's job being this really like it's such a mindless job that, that he has to ask like what are we doing here and the way that that also tied into um, their sense of not knowing who they were because I do feel like yeah. when you watch especially sitcoms from that era there is like the trope of like well I'm off to work and it's like work is literally like I'm at a I'm at a desk and these are papers you know yeah. what do we build anything do we sell anything you know I I thought that was a really good use of that too and I guess I will say real quick um kind of to uh talk more about the having people of color in there yeah because it's so easy for so many you know, place, you know, so many people to say, well, you know, white people and black people wouldn't have been congregating, obviously. So we're not going to put any black people in here. And they clearly just ignored that. And I think it worked excellently. Absolutely. Um, well, and, it's, and it's like also there wouldn't have been like a an artificial intelligence and a, and a witch that can art. <laughs> like, I, I hate exactly. it when people like allow their like sense of reality yes. to go to a certain point. And it's like, you know, it seems to me like your racism is what's getting in the way of your reality stone. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm with you. I did think I, I did feel like and maybe I was projecting too much of like the real world onto it. The, uh-huh, the fact yeah. that there was one, that I could keep track of one woman of color and that she was the other person who felt out of place 
at the social yes. club. That felt intentional, but, but maybe not. I, but, I get that. But I, I do did get that. feel like the rest of the racial diversity was really like, I, I loved the way that it was just like, these are the people. And my guess is these are the players who are going to be in the show. And at, you know, as sitcoms got at least a little bit more inclusive over the years, then probably the show will yeah. have, um, unique you know i trust that is one thing that like there's a lot of things to be really hard on disney about but i think in the last handful of years they've tried very hard to like be on the right side of history on those sorts of things and and marvel always has been uh as a as a comic book company and you know um and marvel studios but not to say that there haven't ever been any bad moments but (laughs) i think when you look at oh yeah what they tried to talk about those throughout time they have always tried yeah. to be ahead of the curve when it comes to no, being it's, on the right it, side of history. Yeah, they, they've done a good job, and yeah, we'll see how intentional that was. I'm, yeah. I'm very I'm, curious. I'm um, okay, so reality. Were there any moments, I guess this kind of speaks to that too, uh, that pulled you out of the show? Were there any bloopers or glitches or anything? I mean, like, I don't think like from like an actual crafting of the show, I think it felt really iron-clad. Yeah. Honestly, I, I agree. I agree. I think... The only thing I think that the, yeah the two things are the one we just talked about, which is noticing just, just it's something that I I notice in everything that I watch now is just how diverse the yes. cast is. It's it's just it's a second nature. It's in the back of my mind constantly as as an actor, and so you know I whether it's good or bad, I just it's something I notice and I clock, and then I you know go back into the story. Yes, um, and then the other thing for me was. Um, it's not, not a bad way. It's not a mistake. I wouldn't say, um, it's the opposite of a mistake. It's a, it's a, it's a great stake. It's a great stake. <laughs> um, and it is that, uh, I think I was just kind of trying to figure out in that first episode, okay, when's, when's the shoe going to drop? You know, I, they, and like, they held off. I mean, like they did and before up until the, the boss chokes and yeah. Yeah. Uh, would you stop that? Will I, you stop that up until then? I was like, there, there was probably a moment about 10 minutes in where I was like, mm-hmm. Whoa, is like, this <laughs> actually just going to be each episode is a different type of sitcom. And, and like, yeah. I, I got to be honest, it was so well-executed that I was down. I was like, if that's what no, it is, that's, I'm watching that's it. That's the thing. But then they I, introduced I think I... that Black Mirror <laughs> stuff, and then I was like, oh, yeah. is this my new favorite TV show? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No. Right, right. But I'm with you. Yeah. That was that was the only part that maybe, like, I don't quite want to say pulled me out, but, like, had me no. in my head a little bit. But I think it was deliberate, yeah. and I think now that they've delivered and established – I, that that's what it is. I don't think it will in future episodes. But yeah, maybe yeah. I'll be wrong. But and that's the thing. It wasn't a bad thing. It, it was it was a it was a recognition and and because of that, it made me feel a certain way that I think was very intentional. And I was just in it. I was yeah. just like, okay, well, we're we're doing this. So, okay, we're just gonna go totally. twenty minutes with with you know. So yeah. let's go to the Power Stone. Who won the episode, Justin? Who do you think won the episode? <sighs> I think honestly, no, you I feel like my answer is a cop out. Yeah, I was just gonna say all of us Marvel we fans. Won. I think because Marvel's back, dude. baby, <laughs> and and is back and is quirkier and yeah, I'll agree. Uh, my in-show answer, well, like, like even though the, yeah. this is a little bit you know uh, fourth wall breaky too, but is is Vision. I thought that mm-hmm. Vision is pretty good in the movies, 
but I don't think Paul Bettany was given a ton to work with. The handful of scenes where he really gets to show his acting chops. He's wonderful, absolutely incredible performance. Also great as Jarvis, of course, in the Iron Man movies. But yeah, this was the first time in the MCU we, I think, really got to see what Paul Bettany is capable of and what a great yeah. physical actor he is. And the fact that I do still believe, and we'll get to this in a second because this is kind of the back part of the podcast, I do still think that the I do think Vision's dead. I do think that that happened. I think what happened happened. I think that was pre-snap. I think he's gone. I'm not sure what this is. So I'm glad that we got to spend more time with Vision in in this world, in this timeline. And, and um, I, so to me, he's the in-show in winner, but I'm going to agree with you. I think the real winner is the fans of, of MCU because it, it's so good to have it back. And it's so great that not only is it back, but it's it's fresh. I, I think when an yeah. end game happened, we were all kind of like, is the ride over? Like, they're not going to be able to top end game. So are they going to be able to figure out a way to make something so different that it's just as interesting and cool in a different way? And that's a real tall right. order. That's a real tall order. But we knew we were like, they'll never top end game. They just can't. I like that. That scene was, you know, what? 12 full years of, of storytelling <laughs> building to that. It will never be yes. topped fully. It might be met, but it will never be topped. And this was a very cool first real sign that it's like oh you know what i still don't think it's ever going to be topped but i believe in their ability to maybe deliver a similar level of uh magic at some point in time but yeah sweet i'm completely with you well our yeah. infinity gauntlet is is assembled so let's snap and uh wait no no we need the mind stone we have to do i was gonna, I was gonna say is this a good segue to get into the mind yeah, stone? yeah so i was trying to figure out where you're going try out cool. that mind stone um no sorry <laughs> yeah exactly it uh, is the last yeah, one yeah we gotta we gotta pry it out uh okay so let's talk about predictions which i think are also going to have to be tied to fan theories and yeah clues and obviously the big one is sword right Right, right, yes. So on the helicopter, that in case you don't know, if you came to us maybe to kind of, uh, first of all, Justin will be the one leading you, what? and I'll be the one <laughs> pretending like I don't know what I'm talking about. I uh -huh. don't. Uh -huh. um, that logo is is sword. Justin's about to talk about sword, but that, that yeah. logo on the helicopter is is sword, which to longtime Marvel fans has a, a, a lot of significance. It's a very charged symbol that could potentially right. mean a lot of things. So, Justin, do your magic. Do your thing. So, <laughs> I'll, tr I'll try to keep it short. Don't, I'll try to keep no, it brief. You, now, you I, I will start in as depth as you need to go. <laughs> I'll start by saying we, uh, MC Who has done an episode uh, all about Sword. It is called Sword. <laughs> um, we did it, uh, I don't know, sometime, I think, early last year. Um, now, what's interesting is, okay, much like S.H.I.E.L.D., of course, everyone's familiar with S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, being the, the, you know, if we think about it, S.H.I.E.L.D. is the is the protection, right? You're, you're putting a S.H.I.E.L.D. up uh, around Earth, right? Yes. So it's the it's protecting domestic threats, basically, Earth threats. Um, uh, S.W.O.R.D., in the comics, at least, stands for Sentient World Observation and response department. Now, I don't have that memorized, you guys. I did look okay. that up. But <laughs> let it be known, this was the first time all episode Justin has looked at a screen. That, that was the one thing. That's very true, yeah. though. Um, but what's interesting is it's 
it's a, it's a very much extraterrestrial um, uh, organization. You know, it's the it's the outer space version of Shield, and so a lot of people have actually been you know discussing the theories. Um, this is a slight spoiler for the larger MCU, um, but uh, you know, at the end of Spider-Man: Far From Home, um, we see. Nick Fury aboard a spaceship, aboard a yep. scroll spaceship. And so there were a lot of theories that maybe that is going to tie us into some sort of sword organization. So I'm really interested if that has anything to do with this or if this is a completely different organization. Um, sure. A different way of, of taking, you know, the MCU is, uh, does it very well where they take comic inspiration and re kind of re design it to their own They'll needs. They'll take, like, and two so, or three really cool runs and kind of, like, smush yeah. them together. And, yeah. Right, well, so right. my experience with S.H.I.E.L.D., or, sorry, S.W.O.R.D., uh, is, and I I think this is the first time it shows up, but it's definitely the first time that I was aware of it, is in Joss Whedon's Astonishing yes. X-Men run. And I know you're going to say that. Um, so my, like, I don't think this is going to happen next week. This is maybe, like, my overarching, I'm calling my fadeaway jumper, um, mm-hmm. Disney has s- realized that Disney Plus is absolutely massive and has fully accepted that it's the future of their company. And that shareholder meeting, they announced 75 new Star Wars shows and f- 44 new Marvel shows. Yeah. And yeah, they know tough. they know how big this can get. And so. I personally think when I think about the Mandalorian, huge, huge spoilers for the Mandalorian, completely unrelated show. Um, when I think about what Ma- what Mandalorian has come to be for Star Wars, incorporating Ahsoka Tano, one of the most beloved Star Wars characters, this, the whole secret right. and reveal of Baby Yoda and then finally capping it all off with Luke freaking Skywalker. I think that our expectations should have almost no bounds and I am predicting that WandaVision will culminate in being some in some capacity a backdoor entry point for the X-Men into MCU. I'm not saying I think that the last episode will be Cyclops and Storm swinging in and being like, get on the, the Quinjet. We got to go. I'm not saying that. But I am saying, like, <laughs> I won't be shocked, especially considering that Wanda is a mutant in the comics and like now they own the rights to mutant. Don't be shocked if all of this is happening in some way because Wanda has been captured and her blood is being studied or something like that and mutant is introduced and this and maybe even a couple of X-Men characters or name dropped or name checked or something like that. I just I would not be shocked if the ultimate reveal here is somehow mutant and X-Men related. Am I crazy? Like totally out of bounds? Look, I, I would love that. I I will I will counter that. Yes. Um in saying that I think I mean I look if they do it I'll be I'll be impressed. Um if not very surprised. I mean <laughs> um, it would truly be I, shocking. I, you know, um yeah. So uh, I, uh, I it's confirmed. It is confirmed that WandaVision is a backdoor uh I guess it, it's going to lead directly into 
Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. That's right. That's right. That is confirmed because because uh, Wanda is going to star alongside. That's right. Strange. That's in right. That movie. Yes. So, I I'm not saying that they can't rope the X Men in somehow. Obviously, they're. I mean, it's the multiverse. They could. Sure. Um. But uh. But I think I think they're gonna probably because it's only a nine episode show. I I, I would I I. I see. I, and I know what you're saying. It's more of a like I'm a, not saying you know, like, I, again, yeah, Iceman and Colossus aren't going to like bust <laughs> in the front door. I just mean like kind of the same way that like Thrawn's name was checked in yeah, Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be like, well, you're a mutant. It could be. Or something like that. It could that. be. But maybe not. Maybe I, not. I wouldn't be opposed. I mean, I think, yeah, it's very, I mean, so what we know about S.W.O.R.D., yes. right? So far, all we know about them is that they seem to be observing they seem to be yes. watching. We get that sense from them taking notes at the end of the thing. We get the the drone, uh, you know, keeping an eye on them. So what's interesting? Well, now I'm getting into just more uh, theories and stuff. This is good is for that, the mind stone. No, 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 no. This is good. This is good. So um, <clears throat> uh, an Easter egg, I'll say. Um, one of many that I want to talk about, <laughs> if we have time, um, is the, the the end of the second episode where we left off basically um, with the beekeeper uh, you know, and the beekeeper, right? Yeah, the beekeeper. Which, uh, if you're a Marvel comics reader, you see that, and the first thing you think of is AIM. Um, which I don't know if you're familiar with AIM, Advanced Idea Mechanics. They are kind of a Hydra esque organization throughout yeah. the comics. They're kind of the scientific. So I know AIM, but I don't know how in which they are B-related. Yeah, well, I mean, they oh, aren't. Oh, but like it's hazmat just, suit. Okay, it's just got a it, hazmat got it, got it. Okay, sure, sure. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe we're reading too much into it. But of no, course, no, no, that's no. that's what you think. That's yeah. what the first thing you think of. And it would be interesting if AIM somehow was... Because AIM, that, this would definitely be an AIM, uh, uh, you know, experiment type thing. You yeah. know, uh, yeah. a Truman Show totally. type um, experiment. Which... So, yeah, I, I, well, hang on. Just cut me off, Ben. Just no, cut no, no, me no. off because I, I, I'm, I like I'm this spiraling. idea that AIM is maybe this is a good way to kind of like test a new type of villain for the bigger thing. Right. I, I, I like right. that idea. And I do like also, I think like now, obviously, there were some Hydra illusions, but like you can't just keep doing Hydra. Right. You know, like you need to spice it yes. up a little bit. Right. And um, I, I do think that uh, at. AIM would be a good way to do that, right? Technically, it's not Hydra. Right. Technically, it's a different thing. I was just going to say, especially because those... So, we, we haven't yet mentioned yet, but the two commercials that we get halfway through each episode. Yeah. Right? They're clearly uh, in, indicators of the larger, you know, world. Yes. We have a little bit of Stark. We have a little bit of Strucker. Um, and I want to mention Strucker because Strucker is the one who, in Age of Ultron, we see... Uh, at the beginning of the movie, he is the one who is uh, experimenting, if you will, yep. on Wanda and Pietro. And uh, in the comics, Strucker this, this is the one This goes back to who... my mutant theory. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm just saying. It's but, yeah, continue, continue. S Strucker's the one who starts AIM in the comics. Okay, um, I don't think I knew that. Okay, right on. So there you go. You know, I'm just saying yeah. there's maybe maybe there was more, maybe that yeah. you know, something was missed uh during the Ultron well, time. No, I like that. So do you have any specific predictions for the nineteen sixties okay. or no, I mean like or uh, other, but like uh No 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 I that, that's good. I wanted to get back to that. Yes. So yes. I would say my specific prediction is we're going to get uh I think Geraldine. 
Yes. The character Geraldine. Uh, we're, we're, I think she is going to crack. I think we're going to. Um, yeah, because I, I mean, I again, she's also got this feeling that maybe she is somehow not. So do you know, Ben? I, 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 do you know the actress? Are you aware of any of this? No. I don't want to spoil it for you if you're not. So I won't no. say anything. Oh, maybe so I'll, I'll I don't just, I'll, know. All I'm going to say is that she is she is a bigger part of something, and that's all I'll say. So um, I don't think yeah, I know who I'm she just, is. I, I think should I know who is, is, is this like a big dum dum thing that I don't know who she is? No. Okay. No. Okay. Little dum dum. No. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, my big prediction for 1960s is I think the show is so smart that we will shift to a different type of outsider feelings and kind of. Um, Use of use of making our characters feel uncomfortable in the time that they're living in. And I don't know, but my guess would be that that will somehow have to do with the 1960s were, as Mad Men really well documented, like about um, counterculture and what a counterculture is and what counterculture means. And so I wouldn't be totally shocked if in the 1960s Mm. episode we get some sense of, you know, hippies versus suits, um, you know, like. You know, liberation and freedom versus um, closed mindedness and, and, you know, uh, wrongheadedness. Some some form of that, I think, will rear its head. That's my my prediction. Yeah, I am. uh, That is that's really good. I do like that. Yours is way better than mine. But uh, (laughs) on that note, I do. I I am excited for because, you know, when you think about the sitcoms that that people were given in the 50s, they were a very campy, very lighthearted uh, yes, funny thing. And then you think about the sitcoms that we have now, and there's there's a good amount of drama in them. There's, Almost always, you know, definitely some high stakes. I mean, and so it's just going to be interesting seeing how throughout time the stakes obviously are going to escalate for Wanda and Vision. Yes, automatically, and for us as watching this show, the stakes are going to rise. Totally. So it's just it's going to be cool to see how they utilize the different sitcoms to show that. I, I agree. It's such a cool framing device. All right, well, now our, our Infinity Gauntlet is assembled. Oh, finally. So now let's snap into the Watcher's <laughs> Easter eggs and uh, little things. So I guess, actually, now that I think about it, maybe this should have been um, under Reality Stone. This was my, like, music nerd. Um, uh-huh. Help Me, Rhonda by the Beach Boys was released in 1965, and those episodes are supposed mm-hmm. to be in the 50s, um, actually. <laughs> but um, I did actually, love that it switched to, it kind of sounded like it switched to Help Me, Wanda, and I, I thought yeah. it, was, it was a great music cue, even if it was anachronistic, technically. Um, so let's talk about the commercial parodies, because I think there are a lot of Easter eggs in there. The most obvious being, maybe you can't even call it an Easter egg because it's obvious that it was Stark Industries, but I dug around on the internet and found that the time on the Strucker watch, did you find this as well, is set to uh, maybe was not. set to 242, and okay. Avengers comic 242 is a oh, very yeah. Wanda and Vision heavy uh, issue, and so sure. that's got to be intentional. That was incredible. Oh, if you if you if you go into any. Disney anything yeah. and look at any number that they bring up in there. Every single one of them is something. intentional, especially with comics. It's easy to throw in the comic numbers yep. as apartment numbers right. or you know, whatever. And I don't um, know that this is an Easter egg, but I did. I did want to add that. I thought that the open faced grilled cheese sandwich in the, the cheese, the bread <laughs> toaster at um, yes. the toaster oven was so disgusting. And yes, 
was just a great detail, and I I loved that very much. Uh, but yeah, those those two commercial breaks were just stuffed with Easter eggs. Were there more that I missed, uh, or did you have others from other parts of the episode? I I have way too many. Oh and, no no, there's no um, such no such thing. Stuff well, them in so, there. Okay, first of all, the the calendar, their anniversary, or or Mister Hart right with uh, the heart date. It's it's twenty three. Um, now there may be a comic uh, indication with that one too, but the first thing I thought because. Um, you with your uh, you know with your Disney Plus show, I'm sure you're probably aware. But the the D the D two three twenty three, they they throw throw twenty three into everything. So that was the first thing I saw. Um, the this is maybe less of an Easter egg, but just more of a something I should have mentioned earlier, probably. Um, the ticking, right? The ticking of there was the ticking of the toaster. Oh my gosh, you're right. Ding, and then there was the ticking on the on the watch ticking yes. down there's like this constant ticking that's going on in these commercials and it makes me wonder um oh. how much of that has to do with um so i, I something yeah. that um something that i found on the internet um you know immediately afterward and uh, i was like oh crap that's really cool um I, something I, I i did not think of at all um was the fact that you know wanda and pietro um in where they're from Sokovia, yes? Yeah, Sokovia. Um, yeah. And they uh they had a missile or a, or whatever it was, a a bomb, uh a Stark yes. you know, industries, yes, Stark industries. Yeah. bomb, right? Um and it was sitting there uh in their living room or whatever. Um but it never went off, right? They were just sitting there waiting for it to go off as they described. Um but then, you know, the city came crashing down in other ways or something sure. like that. So, but what's, uh, mm. yeah. It's and you're interesting just waiting to me for because, it to go off. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's um, a watch. So maybe there's like a, a ticking a to do cooker, that. you know, like, yeah, no, totally. I think you're right. So there's something there. I, I'm really curious what those commercials are. Are they breaks in her psyche? Are they, if, if, if we're seeing this through her eyes, cause it's the same people too. Oh, yeah. And also, you know, I just thought of the fact that there does maybe seem to be an attempt to say, um, well, this one's Stark and this one's Stucker Hydra, you know, like they're kind of both two sides of the same coin, sort of of, a little bit, you know? Um, Yep. Oh, wow. Especially to someone who's had so much trauma from both men. Right. No, there's a lot there. Wow. I hadn't totally, I had just thought of like the fun Easter eggs. I hadn't even thought about that, that you're right. That like, there are some like kind of, let's peel back the onion a little bit, Easter eggs and, and wow. I do feel like, I bet when we're done, like, like when the, when the season ends, I bet we'll go back and watch these first two commercials and be like, oh man, they like. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, the uh one of the other fun ones that I that I noticed um and this one is another one that uh I, I say I noticed this is one that I actually heard in an interview prior to the show oh, okay and I was like no way um but I want to talk about it because uh, it's pretty intriguing um like the wine bottle and this is one again it's in interviews so I, I a lot of you guys, people might have heard this one before but uh, the wine bottle that you see pouring you know kind of floats and p- pours into the glass yes um. The label on it is a French label. Now, this is, again, I wouldn't have known this because I can't read French, um, but it says something that translates roughly to House of Misery. 
um, on the bottle. What? And of course, House of M. You know, Are uh, you kidding? House of M. What? Yeah, crazy, right? Uh, but again, um, Justin. Uh, X-Men. I, I don't know. X-Men. What? Oh my gosh. That so yeah, is for anybody who doesn't know, House of M is a, is a very uh, Wanda-centric uh, 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 crossover in the Marvel comics from like 2004. Um, and basically, she just kind of warps reality uh, to her own whim. Um, but in doing so, she ends up uh, making mutant, mutant kind uh, the predominant race on Earth as opposed to humans. Um, and so a lot of craziness happens, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. Whoa. So that's that's another one. Okay, the other two big ones that I wanted to focus on, I'm, I'm reconsidering. Because after talking about this Geraldine thing, I, I'm, I'm starting to think maybe these other two are a bit too spoilery of what I... Can assume oh, is going so to happen. you think this break this goes from Easter egg to like a director actually <sighs> to, saying something or like a casting sheet revealing? Well, no, not necessarily. Um, By, the Geraldine okay. thing definitely is. Yes, but the the other one, <laughs> I don't. I'm scared to say it now. No. Um, Do you think you should? So, oh, I, I, I. But I now I'm know. so curious. But is it just in the show? I mean, if it's just in the show, then it's not. It's it. It has to do with Agnes, okay, and Agnes potentially being a character from the comics. There's oh. no confirmation on it. Then, oh, um, there's no confirmation. Then I think that's speculation. That's like that's no con- like yeah, there's, there's none that I yeah. have seen. See, I yeah. think it's different when it's like a casting, like a casting call that says like, okay, you know what I mean? Like okay. it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Bruce yeah. Banner, and you're like, oh, well, for sure, okay. like, yeah, <laughs> Hulk's in this. Got it. Yeah. Um, Okay, so Agnes, right? Yes. Um, I there's been uh, so in the comics there is a character named Agatha Harkness. Um, oh, so Agnes, yeah. Agatha Harkness, right? Yeah. Um, and she is uh, a witch. She is Wanda's like mentor in many ways. Which is kind of the um, role she served, especially in the first yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So I'm just curious if 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 that's true and she is in there with with them, you know, in this reality. Is she somebody from Wanda's past or is she somebody who she meets now and then we're going to get to see her more in Doctor Strange, which is what my guess is going to be. I think Catherine Hahn's going to be yeah. in Doctor Strange. Ooh, I like that. Um, Ooh, I like that a lot. So that's cool. Yeah, I'm just excited to to get more answers on that one. Um, no, that's not spoilery. This, that's that's speculation. Okay. Even if you turn out okay, to be cool. right, that's speculation. That's detective work. That's just, to me. That's the exact same yeah. as as sword. Because it's like if you haven't read the comics, then you're probably like, "What is that symbol?" But then if you've read some comics or you know a decent amount of Marvel, I guess sword's probably like a mid level cut. Then you're like, "Oh, sure. that's sword." You know, and and yeah, no, I don't think that's spoilery. Now I'm the anxious other one, about then, the Geraldine one because that one actually seems spoilery <laughs> the way you're defending it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, the other one that I was going to say then, which I, I now that I think about it, is not nearly as big as as the one I just talked about. Um, the voice that says, um, you know, oh, Wanda, yeah. who's doing this to you, Wanda? Yes, um, sounds very Randall Park to me, and so um, oh. I don't know if you're aware, Randall Park is um, from Ant Man, right? Yeah, Ant Man. 
Um, he played. Uh, um, yes, he was a. Was he a yeah. Shield agent? I want to say Jimmy. Why Wu. can't I place? Is he Jimmy Wu? Um, Why can't I place his character? Yeah, he was yes, in Ant Man and Wasp, right? He's Jimmy Wu. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, he's a Shield agent, I believe. Um, okay. But he is. Now that you say he, it, that he, does he, kind of sound like his voice a little yeah. bit. Yeah. In the comics, he becomes cool. more like a like a Phil Coulson, like a Nick Fury esque character, and so sure, sure. I can definitely see them bringing Randall Park on for more of that kind of role. So I'm, I'm excited. He's such yeah. a charming actor. I love him. I hope so. Yeah, I saw like a couple people on the internet trying to be like, "That was Chris Evans." That's why they announced that Chris Evans contract thing, and I'm like, "No, it's not." Like, <laughs> I'm over here being like, "The mutants are gonna be in this," but I'm here to tell you, it's not Captain America. <laughs> it's not Chris like, Evans. <laughs> like, like, look, I, I'm over here like Wolverines in the season finale, but it's it's not Captain America. Come on, yeah, uh, sweet. Um, no, I I love that. Two... I'm glad you snuck that in there. No more. Do it. I, no, uh, we, th- this is a double okay, episode, so, so, so I think it's fine that it's a little yeah, longer. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We can get a little longer. Um, It'll still be shorter than two individual episodes. Yeah, <laughs> they're not that's necessarily okay, okay. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say there's one more Easter egg I want to talk about, and then there's two pieces of comic book material I want to suggest to our listeners. <laughs> I love that. Um, what a good note to so, end on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the last thing I want to talk about is obviously the second episode ends with uh, babies on the way, right? Um, and there's this yes. kind of thing where Wanda just, you know, they're talking about babies and then she turns around and boom, she's pregnant. And she's been pregnant for however long. Oh, like at least six or seven months. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, and um, it's, yes, that's funny. It's kind of a humorous little like joke where it's just like okay well yeah but the thing is in the comics uh wanda god i hate the way that i say in the comics it's just it's such a it's such a let the listener i hope show, i don't come off as well, condescending you push at your all. glasses up and you kind of take like a breath in as you do it yeah well in the um, comics well, well in the comics um, um which are superior in every way <laughs> Wanda does have, uh, you know, children with Vision. Now he's, of course, a, an android, uh, and and they don't exactly procreate. She rather uh, just thinks them into being. Um, and I won't give any way. I won't give away anything more than that. But um, she does have. That is kind of how it happened at the end of that episode. Exactly. I mean, yeah. 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 It's pretty cool. Well, okay, so let's let's. I think a good note to end on is you recommending some reading material over the next week. Uh, sure. Andy's going to join us next time, um, but I'm just so excited to go on this journey with you, and hopefully we'll get some listeners yeah. to ride along with us. And and Andy hopping in last, uh, like we'll have to give him. Uh, speaking of ticking, we'll have to give him like a sixty second, like tell us to do that first two episodes, <laughs> go. But uh, yeah, yes. so so what what do you recommend for reading material? So um. Two things. Uh, first of all, the most obvious one. Uh, well, I want to say three things now that we've talked about House of M. Uh, definitely go check out House of M. If you're just if a you, killer. If you like, like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. If you like Scarlet Witch as a character, Wanda Maximoff. I mean, this is all it, it's it's some of her best stuff. It's so good. Um, uh, anyway, yeah, we've already talked about it. So go read that. Um, like I said, 2004 ish is where you can find it in that year yeah <laughs> go back to that year and read it um oh man I the other one um, can... the second yeah. of three is um the visions 
Now, this is one that I know I've heard Kevin Feige actually say that was they kind of influenced the, the theme. Um, oh. So Tom King, uh, the writer Tom King, wrote a, uh, a comic series uh, called The Visions. And basically what happens is Vision, um, this is long after in the comics, Vision and Wanda have kind of broken off with each other and everything. Um it happens anyway. Oh um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> all the time in comics. Know, yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of different things that happen in comics. Uh, but he, ba- Vision, basically has his own family of visions of androids who look like him. Um, he has a wife. He has two kids. Uh, they're basically a very much a nuclear a nuclear family. Um, and uh, it's a quaint little like you know very Dick Van Dyke. Um, series that quickly turns dark and oh slightly spoilerish tragic by the end sounds very and so there is a there's a lot of similarities i think to the tone of what they've captured with wandavision so uh, definitely check that one out visions by tom king um good comic good comic run uh and then finally this is one that i was thinking of um, that felt a lo- just felt very similar to to like with with sh- with a sword watching them kind of Truman Show style. Um, I didn't grab the year, but a couple years ago, there was a there was an Avengers arc called Avengers Standoff, and it's really interesting. Um, it just starts off, and you're in this place called Pleasant Hill, and there's like just everyone is like having a wonderful time. Oh, hi neighbor, you know, and it's crazy. And you slowly start to peel back the the layers on it and find out that um that these people are actually all supervillains. Mm. Um and they are in like this supermax prison, but they're basically they've all been kind of brainwashed into uh thinking uh, that this is their life. And so it's kind of this way of like oh. rehab for supervillains, but it quickly, you know, it's it's like is this a moral thing because you're you've kind of restructured the way that yeah. like, a murderer thinks to make yeah. him more pleasant and everything. But uh, is that is that morally those, those right? black mirror kind of vibes and <laughs> You know what? I mean, and Dottie definitely has some supervillain energy for sure. Yeah. 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 Wow. So anyway, those three, I, I would de- definitely recommend Avengers Standoff uh, yeah. as well. well. There you go. Read, um, read a book, you dum-dums. You dum-dums. <laughs> you dummies, as Ben Grimm would say. Uh, yeah. Great. Well, just in one a great first episode of WandaVision Vision we we did here. Uh, Man. I be- may I say best episode of the show so far? I think we're uh, we're de- we've definitely called our shot already, yeah. Uh, but but yeah, I'm excited for eight or seven. I guess more seven more. Yeah, that's the one you. downside to when they release a double header is you're like, oh, yeah, but that means yeah. one less week of me having one new less. Marvel content. Although like yeah, Falcon boy. and and uh, Winter Soldier is going to be awesome too. So, uh, oh, who are we kidding? You know, well, I feel like I don't know. We'll see. Well, I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but I feel like this format could. Depending on what that show's like, potentially work for that show too. So we'll we'll see. Yeah. But sweet. All right. Well, uh thank you, listener. Uh tune in next mm. week. We'll be joined by our third co-host, uh, Andy, and uh listen to MC Who if you're a Disney Plus mm-hmm. plus Ben Plus Friends uh subscriber. If you're not, please listen to Disney Plus Plus Ben Plus Friends. And, yeah, go uh, listen. It's so yeah. good, you guys. Yeah. Do do you want to plug your thing, Justin, or is it not public yeah. yet? 
Uh, the thing we were talking about at the top. Thing. Hang on. Which thing? I got so many things, the Ben. The acting thing. Oh yeah. Well, uh, let, I'll we'll save it. Okay, in there, the I don't a, have enough uh, info on it yet. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> sweet. Tease. There you go. Sweet. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, oh, thank uh, you. Yeah. Um, stay tuned for the post-credit stinger. Just kidding. There's there isn't one. All right. <laughs> bye. Bye. bye.